This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. I'm your host, Ben Krakowski, and the Packers lost to the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday night. And while I was okay with this happening in the big picture perspective, okay, I still cannot believe that this team can be this bad. Okay, and the Packers decided, yes, we want to be a young team that is rebuilding. And I think that was the right choice, but that does not mean when one of your top draft picks, some of the young guys that you have invested so much into with no talent behind them, when those guys makes mis- makes, make mistakes, you don't just bench them. And that's what happened to Luke Musgrave in this game. Musgrave has the potential to be one of the more talented tight ends in the NFL, and we are benching him the entirety of the second quarter because... He made some sort of mistake, and I don't know what that's about. That's crap when you just you decided you wanted to be a young team that learned through your mistakes. So, and this game just did not go well for the Packers, and I'm just, I'm overall just very upset. The special teams did have a bright moment in this game. In week one, my wife and I were talking about Josh Nyman being on the field goal block unit uh, on special teams. Cause he's six foot seven. I was like, that's kind of a smart move. And then on Monday night, he tipped that field goal early on in the game, which led to the miss, but the Packers shouldn't have even been in that spot for the Raiders to drive down before half and get that field goal opportunity. Matt LaFleur called a timeout after a first down play that go that went for zero yards for the Raiders, but there's 47 seconds left on the clock and you are not going to get the ball back and score. And what that did was allow the Raiders to drive the field, pick up a couple of first downs, and have a real chance at kicking that field goal. But like we said, it was blocked. But that's terrible decision-making. The Raiders should have had an, they had an opportunity to three more points because of a bad move by Matt LaFleur. And so I just some of the decisions in this game just are difficult for me to understand. understand. One bright side in this game was... Uh, on third down, the Packers did do a good job defensively. In third down situations, the Packers were able to get home, get some pressure on Jimmy Crapolo, a couple drive inning sacks from Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, Devontae Wyatt. Our defense still held the Raiders to just 17 points in this game, which is really good. Rasul Douglas had a special game as he was just elite in coverage and his, his intelligence, his leadership just truly stood out. Rudy Ford had an awesome interception, but then there were some moments that also made no sense. Preston Smith in coverage against Devontae Adams once again, so obviously, and it wasn't even hidden. Usually those things are like, he drops out at the last second and the rush is coming from a different direction. Okay, uh, kind of like uh, NFC Championship game against the Bears way back when in 2010 when we won the Super Bowl and BJ Raji dropped back to get the interception pick six touchdown like that's a good move but not when it's so obvious and then Rashawn Gary doesn't stay home he over pursues once again which he has done his whole career we had more injuries in this game too on the defensive side of the ball we lost Quay Walker we lost Darnell Savage to injury and 
truly, I believe the Packers should have won this game. Christian Watson broke open on a play-action play that should have won this game, but a horse-collar tackle stopped him short, and then the Packers only scored a field goal on that drive. That should be an automatic touchdown. That's not okay. It's like a clear path foul in basketball. If you had a clear path to the basket, you get two free throws, and you get the ball back. But, But in football, I think you should just get the touchdown. Not only that, but it's a dangerous play. With the whiplash it causes, which is scary on its own, and then your back of your head slamming against the ground, usually on that play. But that play should not have decided this game. On the final drive alone, we had two drops, one from Dobbs, another from Musgrave, and then we had three guys all within five yards of another on another play. That can't be how things were designed, but this young team just is not putting it all together. Then there was Jordan Love. Jordan Love. One drive a game can look like an entirely different quarterback. Maybe one quarter, one drive a game. It looks like he just turns it on, and he looks like a special quarterback. And honest, and so you get excited. You're like, oh my gosh, it's there. He can do it. He has the potential. But honestly, I think those drives are just perfect play calls and designed by Matt Lafleur because at the start of the fourth quarter, he looks perfect. But as part of that looking perfect, it's just like drop back and first read row. So it's like his guy's open and he chucks it right away because you can see the difference because he, in those moments, he's totally trusting Matt LaFleur and he's just going exactly where the hope that the guy is open. But the problem with that is then he ends up pre-deciding where the football is going to go and he throws the football, doesn't even look to see if the guy's open and he chucks it right to the linebacker sitting right there for the interception. Jordan Love was just bad in this game. Jordan Love's QB rating was 32.2 in this game. And if you spike the ball every play, you have a higher quarterback rating than his performance. That's not okay when you had 11 days to prepare for this game against one of the least talented rosters in the NFL. And this Raiders team was without two of their top cornerbacks in this game, and we still couldn't have, find success through the air. And it's not, not all on Jordan Love. The team around him is, is, isn't helping, but there's enough there to show that truly how good he is as a quarterback. Jair said it himself very bluntly that we got to do the work while the offense finds their mojo. That's pretty direct. Jordan Love continues to be bad. Game in, game out. Game out. Love is six for 24 on passes of 20 plus yards down the field. He's just not accurate. He has the third lowest accuracy of all QBs in the NFL this season on deep throws. He's now the 26th ranked passer out of 34 qualifying quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not accurate. He's volatile. You don't know what you're going to get week in, week out, or even drive in, drive out. And over a five-game stretch, he's just been awful. That's not someone you can commit to long-term. And that's not someone you can just let to continue to be your starter without bringing in competition. And so if the season continues to go like this, the Packers need to be drafting a quarterback in, the ne- in next year's draft. And with as much talent as is, as is what we predict to be in that draft class, maybe even two guys. If you really look at this season, yeah, the Packers should have beat the Bears. But if we look at the whole season, with the Packers right now saying, wow, we need a quarterback, because Jordan Love does not look like the guy right now. That might change later. We'll talk about that later. But that Derek Carr injury in week three might have been the biggest moment of the Packers season because had Derek Carr not gotten hurt in week three, the Packers right now would be on a four-game losing streak. We'd went against the Bears and lost four in a row. And we would have a record of one and four. That would put the Packers with the number three overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft right now, if that were the case. The only teams with the worst record would be the Bears 
and the Panthers, and the Bears would have both of those selections. Now, the Packers would be going into their bye realizing, hey, we are struggling. This is bad. And Jordan Love is probably not who we thought he was. Okay, and that's the same thing should, the same conversation should be happening right now. Even with that one win, you get to this point and you say to yourself, right now, we have an opportunity to trade some guys away, give the young guys who are ready to replace them time to practice over the next 13 days and be ready to start uh, in replacement of these veteran guys or these guys on the last year of their contract. And that's the best time you want to do that during your buy. And our buy is right now. That's when you want to trade these veteran guys away so the young guys can come in, get some practice, get settled in before that next game. And 13 days is plenty of time to be able to do that. So what do you do? You trade away then these veteran, these last years of their contracts players, you trade away Russell Douglas, who right now is the fifth highest rated cornerback in the NFL, according to PFF. Okay, that's really good. And he's on a pretty cheap contract. And I understand, yes, we can totally keep him. That's fine. But you could get a good draft pick for him. And you have players behind him who are ready to play. Eric Stokes, Carrington Valentine are waiting in the wings. Okay, if you can get these players and you can get a third round maybe even a second round pick somehow I, I don't know there's there's an opportunity there that you might want to take advantage of because he's still on contract next year on his current deal okay you have a team like the 49ers if there's one weakness on that entire roster it's yeah probably on their offensive line or in their cornerback room help that team be even more elite trade Preston Smith away to the Jaguars trade Kenny Clark to the Cowboys trade Darnell Savage to the Dolphins Yash Nyman to the Bills. Maybe Devondre Campbell to the Bills if he gets healthy as well. Let these teams who are Super Bowl bound, teams that are capable of winning a Super Bowl or believe they are, get some guys in who can help their team and at the same time totally reset this roster. Because if you trade away those guys, this defense, now how about this? If you trade away those guys, you have so many guys off the books. You have tons of draft picks for next year to reload this roster and tons of salary cap space to reload this roster. And at the very same time, this defense, most of the players I just mentioned are defensive players. This defense, without all those guys, yeah, they're. I don't think they're that good. I think Rasul is good. I think the rest of these guys are probably overrated. I think your defense is giving up 30 points a game. You become immediately the worst defense in the NFL. Our offense isn't changing at all. Maybe the same guy. So even if they begin to figure things out and Jordan Love starts to look like the guy and the team stops making so many mistakes offensively, they're not going to score more than 30 points in a game. So the Packers won't be able to win a game even if they wanted to because they're giving up 30 points and they're scoring just under 30 points. The Packers would have such a young team. They lose to even all the bad teams they play on their roster. The Packers have a lot of control over the NFL draft just because of the teams they play. They play the Broncos. They play the Vikings twice. They play the Giants, the Panthers, and the Bears. If the Packers were to do this and had they lost against the Saints, that means they would have the number one pick in the draft. Okay, But even right now, even though the Packers beat the Saints in week three, this still could happen with a little bit of luck. But it starts by sending some of these veteran players out the door before we play the Broncos in a couple weeks. This Packers team is not ready to compete right now. There's nothing to show from Jordan Love to say he's the guy. If those two things are true, the Packers need to reset this roster and go all in to draft a 
Drake May or a Kale Williams in next year's NFL draft because these two are special quarterback prospects that can make the Packers competitive for the next 15 years like Brett Favre did, like Aaron Rodgers did. It's going to hurt to be this bad, but it's the right decision. The Packers need to go all in on being this bad and we need to look to the future because with either Drake May or Caleb Williams at quarterback, then Imagine this roster. You have Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs in year three. Luke Musgrave and Jaden Reed in year two. A solid offensive line because I 100% believe now that Bakhtiari, since he was actually able to figure out what's wrong with his knee, it's getting fixed. He's doing his rehab to get it all figured out. And based on his press conference, he's going to get it all worked out. He wants to come back and he said it himself. I was still one of the best on one leg. Imagine what I can do on two. Bakhtiari is going to come back. The Panthers, Packers are going to rework his contract in the same way they did with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones took a huge pay cut, took some incentives, added those to his contract. Bakhtiari is going to do the same. Bakhtiari is 33 years old and offensive tackles can play until their late 30s nowadays. There's no point of cutting him and nobody's going to trade for him. Rework that contract, get him back in Green Bay next season at this point. And then you have Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers in year four. You'll need to find a right guard. Then Zach Tom. And you still have Rashid Walker. This offense with just normal development, plus adding a special rookie QB, could look really good really quick. This defense is going to be a mess, but it already was, even with the Packers overpaying for players who are just not performing well, like your Kenny Clarks, your Preston Smiths, okay? We are going to get a new defensive coordinator anyways, and so we're going to need to go get players that fit his style of play and a fresh roster with tons of draft picks is going to help that happen on the defensive side of the ball. And with this type of reset, we aren't resetting the offensive part of the roster. I want to make sure that's clear. Everything offensively is going to stay the same, meaning Jordan Love has the opportunity to still figure it out this year, even if we're losing all these games. Josh Allen took two full seasons to figure it out, and now he's a top three quarterback in the NFL uh, in how he affects the game. We are going to give Jordan Love every opportunity to show he can be the guy this year this offense Matt LaFleur they're still going to try to win it's just that even if they are playing really really well this defense is going to be so bad that our offense probably just won't be able to match what other teams will be doing offensively no matter how good things go so maybe we go with this plan and then Jordan Love finishes the year and is special well then we get the number three overall pick and we get Marvin Harrison Jr. the best receiver prospect since Calvin Johnson or we pick Drake May and we have two special quarterbacks on this roster and the team buys into Jordan Love and maybe we later on trade him for a first round pick. Who knows? This plan doesn't mean this moment, give up on Jordan Love, bench him. This plan gives the Packers a way out just in case Jordan Love doesn't become the guy. And it gives the Packers the opportunity to make this team as competitive as soon as possible. The worst thing that could happen at this point is if the Packers decide, hey, we're not going to trade anybody away. We're going to keep trying to win. And the Packers keep all these players. The Packers get healthy. And the Packers finish the year with six wins, seven, eight wins, and don't make the playoffs. Find out that Jordan Love is still not, he's definitely not our guy. And we have all these veteran contracts still on our books. We missed out on the draft capital. We could have gotten back by trading these guys away. And now's the time. And you don't have those draft picks. You don't have the money opened up in the in the cap space. And you still are not in a position to draft one of these two high-quality quarterbacks or even get one of the best receiver prospects of all time. Now's the time to be bold, to be courageous as a general manager and make the best moves for your team. If Gudikins can't do that, he shouldn't be the GM of this roster. And the Packers right now have the clearest 
it's been the clearest it's ever been to be like, okay, we got to, we got to reset this. This isn't working. We got to do something about this. Change has got to happen. And this is the best way to be competitive quickly. And the Packers just have to go all in and go for it. And we'll see if they do. Um, but if they don't, it's going to be a long year and it's going to be a long off season as we consider what could have been. Let's not ask what could have been. Let's do it. Let's make a move and reset this roster so we can be a dynasty for the next 15 years. So that's all we have today, folks. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.